What's going on, America? This episode of the Dear America podcast is brought to you by my friends at Black Rifle Coffee. Look, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Drink America's coffee. Stop being a sissy about it. Stop giving your money to these communist coffee organizations that spit in your face and hate everything that you stand for. Go drink America's coffee and support my friends at BlackRifleCoffee.com today. All right, America, what's going on? And welcome to a new episode of the Dear America podcast. Yet again, I am traveling and on the road. Um, I am in West Palm Beach, Florida for the special announcement tonight that a lot of people expect that tonight is going to be the night that Donald Trump announces his third run for the White House. Um, This comes off the heels of a... Just, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you folks. I, I'm not here to do that. A gut-wrenching loss in the governor's race in Arizona. And, you know, I say loss in kind of a quotation marks. And I'm going to talk today. I'm going to talk to you honestly. Uh, I'm going to put some biblical things in here. Um, but I'm, I'm going to talk to you honestly, things that I can't say on social media. And that's what I love about this show so much, which is why you should make sure you're subscribed for the automatic downloads and make sure to tell your friends, et cetera. It's because I can't tell you what I really think and, and what I really believe and what's so painfully obvious going on. And today I kind of, I, I want to talk about what we expect for tonight. And then what I plan on doing is having a reaction for you guys first thing Wednesday morning. Um, obviously I can't fill the show while I'm there, but, um, but, but I want to talk about Arizona and, and I kind of found myself even, even me last night discouraged. Um, I will say before we get into that, a little update on me, uh, the flu battle within the Allen household finally tried to take its fiery grasp upon me um Saturday and I thought that was it man I you know I'd gotten an invite to come down here and and all this stuff and I was like oh of course of course I get the flu right before this running a fever all that other kind of stuff and um let me tell you something there's power in prayer uh I just prayed that thing away (laughs) I'm just being honest with you I had I had my hands lifted 100 something degree fever and I was like Lord Bam, I need this to go away. Like, you know, in in the in the name, Jesus, in the name, I need this gone. And uh here I am. Here I am back down here in West Palm Beach, Florida. No fever, no nothing. Got a little sniffle, but I mean, you know, who cares? Anyway, and so uh yeah, so you know, praise God for you know, miracles to happen. Not all miracles are people raising from the dead, ladies and gentlemen. It's every day little things but the whole family now is over the flu which is great um my superior uh genetics obviously no i'm just kidding uh anyway but but i want to talk to you guys a little bit um about arizona and the disappointment uh with that anyway all right so i'm literally watching fox news right now the the house is 
one seat away at the time of this filming from majority in the house. Uh, Senate's gone. Um, at best, I think we make it 50-50 at best. Keep it exactly the way it was. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, the, the goods and the bads of that. Having too much a majority can make the rhinos uh, have power. Having a slim majority makes it to where uh, the Freedom Caucus has a lot of power to influence a lot of things. You know, I can I can see that. My big discouragement came last night. The Carrie Lake thing was a big hit. I, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you guys. It was a big hit, and, and I want to talk about it. But before we do that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, guys, inflation continues to be a plague on our economy, our families, and our savings. And the irresponsible spending from the left just continues to exacerbate the problem. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of negative economic record from empty grocery store shelves to 40-year high inflation. Don't let your savings wither away. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birds Gold. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 for your free information kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do it this month, by Black Friday, you get a free gold bar with every purchase you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text the word Graham to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Once again, all you got to do is text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold. Do it right now. All right. So as always, this is a Christian-based show. Um, I love this show. The more and more we do this, because not only are we Christian-based, we're the only Christian show I know that is stepping into this realm and talking about what's actually going on and also doing it from a biblical perspective. And so, you know, everybody that tells me, oh, you shouldn't do politics, you know, shh, find that in the Bible and then come talk to me because it ain't in there. Anyway, but we're the only ones doing it, and and I'm really proud of that. And so, uh, before we talk about this, I you know I I felt some scripture was needed in this because I found myself pretty discouraged last night. Uh, I just I just couldn't believe it, man. I I could not believe Carrie Lake like that was that was shocking to me. And she's lost by, to, to be clear, if this stands and if they don't do a recount and all this other kind of stuff, she's lost by less than a point. Less than a point. I want to say it was like 26,000 ballots or something like that. Anyway, but before I go on, I want to read Joshua 1.9. And it basically says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and correct. You know what? I, I, I love God because, you know, God's our father, right? And, and this is such a dad thing to say. I always like to read some sarcasm in this, you know, basically like, hadn't I already told you this? Hadn't we already been over this like a million times? I mean, how many parents out there have said that to their children? Like, haven't I already told you this? How many, how many, how many times do we have to go over the same thing over and over? That's what I hear when I hear this. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you 
wherever you go. Deuteronomy 31, 8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. John 16, 33, have, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Do you see the, uh, see the trend here? This is all about disappointment. And, uh, you know, I wrote a little thing today in my stories, and if you like it, you can go give it a share. Um, and I basically, it was just like a little, uh, it, it wasn't scripture. It was more like a little devotional prayer that I said myself. And it was just basically, you know, dear Lord, I trust in you. Even when I do not understand you work everything for your good, even when it doesn't make sense at the time, your perfect will be done. I trust you. Amen. Because right now, uh, that's about all I got, ladies and gentlemen. Carrie Lake lost the governor's race in Arizona. You know, uh, at least uh, it's being called on all the major media outlets, etc. And, uh, you know, the thing that this comes almost seven days, almost a week after the elections. Hang on, I'm going to take a sip of coffee here. Oh, I just burned my face off. Anyway. Seven days, seven days after the elections. And, and I want to say that the Democrats are doing pretty well on the average of winning when it takes super long to count. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm just going to say the part out loud that nobody wants to say. Uh, and and, and you, to be fair, you can't say it on social media because uh, you'll get kicked off. And so... It's simply this. I don't trust our elections. I just don't. I, I don't trust them. I, I don't trust this process that is going on, this ballot harvesting, this mail-in ballot system. I, I just, I, I don't trust it. And, and, and here's why. The way that Katie Hobbs won this governor's race. Now, remember, Katie Hobbs' job before this was she was in charge of running all of the elections, right? So that is just hilarious in and of itself. If this was a movie, everybody would be like, yeah, of course, of course, of course they cheated, da 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 But either way, you know, it's not a movie, even though it feels like it. Katie Hobbs is a woman who literally announced she was running, refused to do any media hits of any kind, national or local, refused to do any in-person events, refused to go door to door, door knocking, uh, breakfast with your constituents, all that other kind of stuff, and refused to debate Carrie Lake in the open forum. Now, what does that mean? That means that Katie Hobbs literally announced that she was running. She raised millions and millions and millions of dollars, was funded by the DNC, and literally did nothing. Okay, I, I want to say that again. Even at least John Fetterman, as painful as it was, at least John Fetterman got up there and debated. Well, if you can call that a debate, but at least he got up there in public and did something. Katie Hobbs took it a step further and did nothing. And Katie Hobbs wins. Now, she won narrowly by less than one point, but still millions of people voted for this person. And so, you know, let's talk for a moment 
let's not get on the election is rigged thing, which at this point, I mean, I just don't see how people can not think that. I mean, I just don't. But either way, let's just let's just assume that people don't. Let's go to the morality of the situation here. If this holds up, and and, and let's just say this is 100% above the board, which again, I don't see how you can say that. Let's just let's just look at it again, okay? The the real issue then, if this is 100% above the board, the real issue is this. We have a generation of people. It's already been proven that the ages 19 through 29 voted in mass Democrat. We know this. Voting for people who refuse to do the bare minimum to even get elected. I mean, it is it is absolutely shocking, but at the same time, it's not because it kind of goes along with the way our world has been going, right? Like that's kind of that's kind of the way that it is these days. Like just just say what you want and do nothing to get it or earn it, and you'll get it. Like that that is the society in which we live today. That is the society in which we operate. And you know, I had a pastor friend of mine. And and I'll share this. I won't share the names, but but I'll share my response with you. And 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 this pastor friend was upset with Trump, and so the, you know I, they were they were apparent about that. And and this was my response. And again, I won't say any names because there's no reason for that. I thought this was a very calm and this was a very uh, constructive conversation. And basically, I just said this. I said, "No one is above critique, criticism. One million percent agree with that." Trump, nor DeSantis, nor anyone, Carrie Lake, Kay Hobbs, whatever, anyone is God, and I am a Christian above everything. I will say that many of the knee-jerk reactions to Trump I disagree with because a lot of it is politics, and many people simply do not have the stomach for it. 2015 was a bloodbath in the GOP, and Trump came out on top as the nominee. Now, here's the part that I think most people still are overlooking, including the church, including Americans, including GOP strategists, all of the above. Either way, in my opinion, this is a distraction to the bigger issue, which is the failure of the church and America, for that matter, with Gen Z and millennials. They are lost and evil is everywhere in America. The way people have been doing church, and I should have wrote this, and politics is not working, and it is showing up in our elections within our younger generations. If we don't fix that, it doesn't matter who you want to vote for. I think that is the ultimate part here. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at a turning point in America right now to where it doesn't matter what you want or what you think. If we do not focus where the focus needs to be, None of it matters. And I say that 100%. Now, now we may be able to flip the House by a slim majority here. We may be able to take the Senate back by whatever, which I think the highest we've ever had the Senate is 53 to 47 or something like that. Like, you know, the, the Senate is never like, you know, 65 to 25 or whatever. You know, I mean, it, it's that's 100, right? Yes. <laughs> no, it's not. 65 to 35. See, there we go. The Senate's never been that way. But what I'm saying is that if we want to take back the country, the country is not going to be taken back. It doesn't matter how great a candidate you have. Carrie Lake was a great candidate. You know, Alyssa even said this. And Alyssa, to be to be blunt, my my, my beautiful, beautiful wife, she is not like a politics person. She absorbs a lot from me. 
but she she you know she, it's just not her thing. Even she said Carrie Lake was like borderline omnipresent. She was everywhere. She was everywhere you can imagine. She she was she was everywhere across the board. She 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 did everything right. She did the bus tours. She did the events. She went to the schools. She went to the nursing homes. She went to the breakfast houses. She did the national news. She did the local news. She did the uh, the turning point events. She did the uh, the debates by herself and took all the hits that she could possibly take. She did everything right, and yet it didn't matter. And then Katie Hobbs did nothing right. Like, literally, like, you know, I have run a federal campaign. The, the main thing they tell you in federal campaigns is you have to beat the streets. You have to get out there. You have to make phone calls. You have to knock on doors. You have to do all of these things. You have to debate. You have to do media. You have to do all of these things. Katie Hobbs did none of it. She did none of it, and she won. And so if you don't believe that it's rigged, which I do, okay, I'm just being honest, I do. I do not see how sane Americans cannot view this as a major issue that is going to affect our elections for years and years and years to come. But let's just say, for argument's sake, that you don't. You think it's 100% above the board. Katie Hobbs won. Okay, cool. Then we have an even bigger problem. And that problem is we have a new wave of generational voters that vote for non-moral things. That is the truth. We are voting for the immoral. We are voting for the wrong. We are voting for the unjust we are voting for the undeserving. We are voting for people that we know are not good. We're voting for people that we just don't like Trump. So we're just going to do this. And everybody wants to say, well, that's why we need to get rid of Donald Trump. Is it? Is, is, is that why we need to get rid of Donald Trump? Because there's a lot of people that do a lot of things in rebuke of what the right answer is, because the right answer is oftentimes things that people don't want to hear. And I'm not saying that Donald Trump is, you know, the chosen one and all this other kind of stuff. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is abandoning the man because the road ahead is hard. Is that the right answer? I don't know. I don't know if it is. I, and, and I'm not sure if it is. And what I do know is that I'm just disappointed across the board at this point. I'm disappointed with the church. Here, here's what I'm disappointed with. I, I've seen so many pastors and so many churches talk about Donald Trump attacking Ron DeSantis in a political move. This is what I talk about going back to ignorance of pastors and politics, right? It's, I'm not calling them ignorant people, I'm saying they're ignorant to politics, okay? I've seen more people talk about that than I have seen people talk about the fact that our 19 to 29-year-olds are freaking lost, man. Where are our pastors, where are our churches talking about the real underlying sickness that is happening and that is showing up in our elections? No, because that's not the trendy thing to talk about. That's not the that's not the clickable thing to talk about. That's the that's the real issue. Uh, but the clickable thing to talk about is to talk about Trump. Let's talk about DeSantis. It's to talk about whose fault it is over the elections. 
I'm telling you whose fault it is over the elections. It's the devil's fault. It's evil's fault. It's honestly, it's, it's our failure as the current generation and the generation before us. It's our failure uh, to teach our children and younger generations the truth. Right now on Fox News, they're talking about the fact that Biden's student loan repayment is blocked in federal court. It's never going to happen. And here's the thing. Biden knew it was never going to happen. He lied saying that he would pay off the student loans to buy votes. That's why he didn't get it approved in Congress, because it can't be. That's why he did it through executive order that he knew would get thrown out in court. But it was to buy votes. They also campaigned on the fact that they're going to codify Roe v. Wade. And now, literally a week after the elections, Biden goes, yeah, we don't have the votes to do that. There's no way we're going to be able to codify Roe v. Wade. You know, yeah, that's just not going to happen. This is nothing more than the stimulus check payment that bought so many votes there towards the end. We have a soul problem in this country. We have a heart problem in this country. And again, I say it over and over and over. A godless society is a doomed society. We either live by the law of God or by the law of chaos. And right now we have a younger generation that is voting in the masses that is living by the laws of chaos. So what's the answer? The answer is very similar to what I said. The answer was last Friday, I guess it was. Our churches have got, have got to step up. We've got to become warriors, man. We've got to, the, the, the data, the data is still coming in. The trend is still the same. About 63% of Christians did not vote. Okay, I said the national trend was 70. Well, okay, we made 7% progress. Whoopity-doo, pat yourself on the back, church. You did a great job. 7% improvement across the board. 63% of churchgoers did not vote. Hang on, I got to get a sip of coffee here. The church is not going to be able to take anything back if we don't learn how to fight the battle the way that the enemy is fighting the battle. Excuse me, that's wrong. We we are currently trying to fight the battle the way the enemy wants us to fight the battle. We've got to learn how to fight the battle the way to win the battle. First of all, we have to start forward thinking. Dems and the far left and these extremists and these evil people, they think 10, 15 years down the road. Okay? We don't do that. We think immediate knee-jerk reactions. Uh, a lot of people think that, 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 that Roe v. Wade was, was, a, was a thing for this. And to that, I say you're probably right. But if losing the Senate or keeping the Senate the same, barely taking back the House was the price we had to pay to save millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, and millions uncountable amounts of unborn innocent lives, I say, I'll take it. Because we're playing the long game with that. Okay. Um, the church, the church has to get involved. The church has to radically transform. I truly believe this. I believe this with every fiber of my being. The church as we know it has to change. Not the, not the Bible. The Bible does not change. I'm talking about the way we do church has to change. Just like Senator Josh Hawley said, Uh, The GOP, as we know, it is dead. It's time to bury it. It's time to build something new. I completely agree. 
if we do things the same the next two years, kiss it goodbye. I'm serious. Kiss it goodbye. It's never going to happen again. A Republican will never be voted into office again. Um, we have to have a massive revival and a resurgence of God within our society. We have to have people so on fire for Christ, so on fire for moral rights, so on fire for freedom in our country that there is no way that they can cheat because it's such a massive overload of people that are standing up for good, that are standing up for right, that are standing up for the things that actually matter. We have to focus on our current generational parents. We have to teach them the word of God, the real word of God, the whole word of God, not just the good, feel-good parts. We have to focus on our children that are at the age of 17 and below. And that's a 10, 12-year play. That's a two, three-year election cycle or two, three um, uh, election cycle thing. So that's not a quick fix, but it's the only fix. Because the 19 to 29-year-olds right now, these people are radical. These people are evil. These people are lost. These people are gone. And yes, maybe we can minister and witness and win some of them back. Um, But as Dan Bongino said, maybe it's also just not quite bad enough yet. You know, you look at Rudy Giuliani in New York. First time he runs, uh, I think they were averaging like 6,000 murders a year in New York. First time he runs, he gets obliterated, right? Things got worse, and then things got worse, and then things got worse, and things got worse, and then he ran again, and he won. And then he ran again, and he won by 17 points in New York. And so as bad as it is to say, maybe, just maybe things have not gotten bad enough yet for people to wake up. And so that's why I keep saying, batten down the hatches, because it's going to get worse. Because people um, are hard-headed. People are hard-headed. People need, I don't know, people need more to push them over the edge to see things the way that they need to be seen. And again, it's only going to get worse. The Bible tells us this. We know this. Uh, but we cannot back down. Yes, we can take this. This hurt. This hurt. This was a, not going to sugarcoat it. Was it a complete annihilation? No. Was it good in any at- retrospect? No, no, it was not. It, it was bad. It was bad. Um, it hurt. It, it, it was a major, major, major punch in the gut. It is, it is frustrating, especially to those of us who work so hard to try to get the message out there. It is. It's frustrating, but that is part of a war. That is part of it. You win some battles. You lose some battles. This battle was, was we'll call it a minor loss because of the major win of getting rid of Roe v. Wade. And for that, I'll take it. Not happy about it, but I'll take it. But it's still, if anything, I'm thankful for this election. You know, I, I've really tried here lately in my new walk with Christ to try to look for the good in everything. And I would say that my new outlook on this is it has helped us to identify what the actual issues are. And that is Gen Z and young millennials have been lost to the Democrats. They own them. They own them. And they own them through uh, ideals of socialism, communism, handouts. You can do whatever you want. There's no absolute truth. 
Uh, you can live your life whatever way you want to live. There's no moral compass. There's no anything. You can just do whatever you want to do. And that's the church's fault. That's the parents' fault. That's the church's and the parents' fault. And we need look no further than in the mirror to figure out how to fix this. We have to take it back to the issues. We have to take the church back to the issues. We have to take the parents back to the issues. We have to do all of these things. We have to act as though our children's lives depend on it because I'm telling you right now, they do. Ladies and gentlemen, if you knew, think of it like a movie. If you knew that if you continued down the path you were going down, your children would suffer for the rest of their lives. If you knew that, what would you do right now to change it? You would do everything, right? You would do absolutely everything. Well, I'm telling you that we're there. Okay, so I had a conversation with somebody, and this is actually interesting, so listen up on this. I had a conversation with somebody, you know, when they were talking about the massive exodus into Florida, and that's what turned it so red, and and a lot of people are becoming concerned when it comes time for the presidential elections that all these places like Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, all of these swing states are going to turn bright blue because all the conservatives are leaving. Well, to all of my Christians out there, I want to put something out there to you that God has really kind of put on my heart. So just bear with me for a minute. I know that I said, get out of blue cities and out of blue states like California, Oregon, Washington. And and I still believe that. And I said that those Republicans need to go to the swing states. But the Lord kind of put this on my heart. I hope you hear me when I say this. I think it's time for Christians to start praying about, Lord, do you, because I said in last episode, we need some American missionaries. And I believe that. We need some missionaries right here in America. I think it's time for Americans to start praying, Lord, do you want me and my family to go to these swing states and help solidify them to flip this thing around? I believe we need some American missionaries that would consider Pennsylvania, that would consider Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin, the places that are true swing states that you must win, by the way. You must win those to win the presidency. I think that we need people to start praying about being aggressive for God and being aggressive for trying to right this ship. Because I'm telling you right now, sitting there at your house, it's not going to do anything anymore. I'm telling you right now, we need people that are going to take up, the, take up their cross, take up the mantle for fighting for this nation and fighting for God. And a lot of it's going to look like a lot of people are going to have to start doing a lot more. And so, yeah, I think, I think we need some American missionaries. I think we need people to start praying, Lord, where am I supposed to go? Lord, am I supposed to stay in Texas? Even me, even me. I mean, I have to ask myself that question too. Lord, I, I like South Carolina. Is this where I'm supposed to stay? Or do you need me to go somewhere else? Arizona just got their butt kicked. Do I need to go to Arizona? Because I can be loud, man. Do, do I need to go out there to help? Because things, things are not working. <laughs> because we lack the numbers. So I think people need to start praying for that. I really do. Because I think it all goes back to the church. 
Church has to change how we do church. Church has to change how we're going after the the current parents, the younger generations. And then I do. I think we need American missionaries that need to start radically praying, Lord, where am I supposed to go? As far as tonight goes, uh, yes, I am going to Trump's announcement tonight. I've already told you how I feel. I, I feel the same way. If Ron DeSantis wants to reach out, I would be more than happy to go talk to Ron DeSantis. And this is another thing for you Christians out there. If Joe Biden reached out to me, I would go talk to Joe Biden. I'd be respectful, and then I would tell him everything that I thought. And I would just be honest. Because as Christians, we don't get to nitpick nit, nit those kind of things. This is where I am. This is where I'm currently at. This is what I intend to do. And tomorrow, we will have a special post-announcement episode for you guys. But that's all we have for this episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. I know a lot of it was kind of discouraging, but I hope some of it brought you some 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 clarity and it spoke to some of you. Because some of you are feeling what I'm feeling. Some of you are feeling that thing. Well, maybe, maybe we're supposed to go do this or maybe we're supposed to go do that. Get off your butt and go do it. Now is the time. Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor, share this with five of your friends. Make sure to leave us a st- five stars. Make sure to leave us a review. It helps us in the ratings. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you all again next time. <laughs>